Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace la Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Embrace the Musica. Today's podcast may sound a little political or may even sound heavy, but for such a time as this, I believe it would be amiss for me not to recognize the giant voice of equality that we lost this week. I want to start with a quote from the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She said, Women belong in all places where decisions are being made. It shouldn't be that women are the exception. I honestly, in so many ways, feel like I'm at a loss for words. So much has happened in 2020. It's been nearly 200 days since lockdown, quarantine, coronavirus abruptly changed our world as we know it. There has been so much happening around the world, so much brokenness as a result of the crisis the world is facing, so much pain as a result of the unbelievable amount of death and loss that families have faced around the world because of this virus, so much disregard for science, for empathy, and for equality, so many voices that are speaking up but that are often silent suddenly as a result of police violence, systemic racism, and oppression that has plagued the U.S. since its founding. This week on the blog, I wrote about Mexican Independence Day, which we celebrated a few days ago. For all the Americans who still believe it's on Cinco de Mayo, that's really just an excuse to eat tacos, nachos, and drink Mexican beer. But Mexican Independence Day is really celebrated in September, not May. And in that post, I wrote about how grateful I am to have been accepted in this beautiful country 13 years ago, how this country led me to meet my Peruvian husband and to create a life, community, home, and family here in Mexico. So often, people will ask me when I'm moving back to the States, or if it's one of my husband's dreams to live in America, as if this idea of the great American dream still exists. I often, to be quite honest, feel like rolling my eyes or laughing when we get asked that. But I also know that people are often well-intentioned, albeit naive, when they ask us that question. And over this last year, as I've used my voice to speak up more, about racism, immigration, politics, human rights, gender equality, hypocrisy within the church, it's been consistent, although maybe not surprising, how little I've heard in response from so many right-wing conservative friends and family. 
in contrast, silence has been the overarching sentiment. I'm not saying that as a challenge or as an invitation. More than anything, it's an observation. And I admit, and I have said this multiple times before, that moving abroad has helped me grow in my beliefs, maturity, and perspective by getting out of that homogeneous bubble that I grew up in and accepted as normal. Some of the deep inner conflict I always had as an ambitious young woman in a conservative environment which seemed to limit female potential and keep us at a disadvantage has been released as I've grown and understood that our beliefs can blind us and our environment can train us to accept only one truth. Much of the religious baggage that I grew up with seeing only men, specifically white men in leadership, is something that I can no longer accept. If women don't have an equal voice at the table or at the religious institution, I can't support that. There is so much work to be done on this front. And not only in the U.S. where I experienced it so closely, but also here in Latin America where I live now. And I think that's why the passing of RBG impacts us so much. As a female, I think we all know how much she paved the way for all of us in passing laws that grant us the same rights as men. We also know what the statistics say. Looking at median weekly salaries for men and women from a 2018 Business Insider study, we can see that men are still being paid $400 more a week than women for doing the exact same job. One of the other quotes from Ruth Bader Ginsburg that speaks so much to the need for equality is the unfair distribution of responsibility or expectations within the home that still exists today in 2020. She said, women will only have true equality when men share with them the responsibility in bringing up the next generation. And though this may be sounding like a soapbox here, let's ask the questions. Let's raise the concerns. Why is it that not only females are still being paid less, but still being required to raise the next generation? I know that most of the listeners on the podcast are female, and many are also working moms like myself. It goes unsaid that we do more than our due share to make our lives successful and to keep going and getting up day after day. As a working mom, I know that the hours that I'm putting into our future, they, they're an investment. I also know that I've had to speak up and know my own worth in the workplace demanding what I deserve and not taking the first offer or the financial package I was offered. That same Business Insider study states that men are more conditioned to asking for what they want and not taking no as an answer. Women, on the other hand, are nervous to state what they want and even if they do, but are given no as an answer, a woman's typical response is, that's okay, I wasn't qualified anyways. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we have all heard similar stories or can even recall moments in our own lives in which we did the same thing in one way, shape, or form. As a woman raising both a daughter and a son, I want them both to know that they have equal rights, 
equal voices and equal decision-making roles if something happens to me or their father one day. There is no distinction between what we will offer to our children. And though this world will often tell them otherwise, as the battle for equality is one that we are still living, breathing, and fighting each and every day, I want them to know that their mommy used her voice, that she spoke up when she saw injustice, that she never chose to be silent, even if that would have been easier, even if that was a response that she could have taken. I want them to know that my faith is more than just a bunch of rules that I have to follow, that it's filled with love and acceptance above all else, that we were put on this earth to help one another, not to create policies that favor the privileged. I don't think it was coincidental that my absentee ballot arrived in my inbox on Friday, the day we lost RBG. I don't think it's coincidental that my guest speaker for the podcast bailed this week. I was honestly thinking about taking a rest from the podcast, taking a break. But as little as this platform is, and as little influence as any of us may have in the grand scheme of things, and with politics in 2020, I firmly believe that it is not the right time to take a break from reality. If we can sit back and be silent about things right now, that shows that we are either sitting in a very privileged place and or our empathy levels are rather low. I still remember and cringe when I think about the first time I was living abroad in Spain back in 2005. At that time, I was still very much adapting the political views of my conservative parents, and I hadn't really thought much for myself as a 19-year-old. I didn't know why I thought I was a Republican at that time. But moving to Spain and getting out of my Christian bubble that so shamelessly protected me and blinded me to the reality of most people, I was alarmed at the comments I heard from Spaniards and other Europeans on the American policies being put in place by Bush at that time. I very quickly learned that to avoid talks on politics, which I didn't dare dive into, or I honestly didn't, didn't even try to understand at the time, I simply claimed I was Canadian. And that normally muted any sort of political conversation. And that experience, remembering that today, 15 years later, remembering how ignorant I was of the world and politics, is shameful. I didn't even try. But as I've seen over the years, so much of our experience shapes our beliefs. And I think we all need to spend time peeling back the layers of what we believe. And I hope that we can all say, as we look back on the years of our lives, that we have continued learning with each new experience. I hope we can say that we're not content with a life that isn't constantly seeking justice, that isn't constantly learning new things. With all of that learning, and thankfully with a lot of grace over the years, and also just learning how to use my voice to speak up, I'm realizing it's a muscle. The more we speak up, the better it gets with practice. 
And I read something on social media last week that I resonated with so much when it comes to voting this year. It says, vote as if your skin is not white, your parents need medical care, your spouse is an immigrant, your child is transgender, your sister was a victim of gun violence, your best friend is a veteran living with PTSD, your brother is gay, your land is on fire, your house is flooded, Vote as if your family depends on it. As much as we have mourned what 2020 could have been or all the things we missed from pre-COVID days, I think there will be more to mourn if we don't raise our voices, step up, and continue the fight against inequality that RBG and so many other women before us started and led the way for us. As a woman... And as a mother, I cannot be silent on the issues of injustice. My challenge for anyone listening right now is to speak up, continue using your voice for others, for our daughters and our sons growing up in this broken world. And to wrap this up, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg urged us all, she said, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.